Then he said to all of them, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from Rockville Center, New York, Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how's it going today? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. Uh, you've picked another intriguing topic, commitment. Now, we, we always say to our children when they join a soccer team with a little league or a junior choir, within a short period of time, perhaps they lose interest. And we say, well, you've made a commitment, so you have to see it through. That's how we teach them. How do you want to approach this topic of commitment? Yeah, well, the, the topic of commitment um, came up because uh, I, I just think that you know, discipleship costs. When you're talking about the spiritual life, um, Jesus never watered down the gospels to gain more followers. You know, Jesus isn't asking us to follow him in his popularity, but in his unpopularity. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't become a Christian because it's a neat idea. It is a calling, you know, which sets us on a path. So when Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow me, we're on our way to a committed relationship. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the question is, are we trying to compromise with the culture rather than committing to Jesus? You know, we want to be so acceptable to the world that we compromise our Catholic values so the world will like us. And we, we, we can't do that. Well, you know, I don't know. When did it become OK not to honor our commitments? I mean, honoring your commitments is a virtue. It, it, it's, first of all, polite. It's respectful. But more fundamentally, it's a part of your character. And it reflects who we are. It's part of the overall impression we make on the world, right? Yeah, what we do in our secular life, you know, people go to all kinds of lengths to lose weight, to make money, to do that kind of stuff. It seems we have we have time for everything but God. God has to be first in our lives, not in, la not in the last place. We, we can't push him aside because we don't want to offend someone. You know, are there things in your life that are out of bounds with Jesus? You know, if they are, you're more worldly than committed. Yeah. But let me ask you this. I mean, I think of you as a disciplined person. And of course, you were coached by the great Frank Morris at St. Agnes and, and Coach Karnaseka at St. John's and your father as well. What did you learn from them about commitment? Well, I think, you know, the, the most important thing and the, the thing that stuck with me is greatness is never on sale. You know, you always have to pay the full price. And, and Jesus paid the full price on the cross. You know, we can't be neutral in, in this battle. We're made for greatness, not for comfort. But when it comes to virtues and the virtuous life, people choose, you know, um, they choose not to be great because they pursue comfort more than virtue. And in, in, in the sports life, I use the example of Jerry Rice all the time. Right. Jerry Rice okay, was a, a re, the greatest receiver in NFL history for the San Francisco 49ers. He holds the ex record for most touchdown receptions, total receiving yards, a whole bunch of other uh, receiving records. He beats his competition not by 5 or 10%, but by 50%. It's amazing. Now, was, was Jerry having fun? You know, the, the, is, it, is it enjoyable to run to the point of exhaustion? to lifting weights till, you, till your muscles fail. But these are 
important things to become a great athlete or a great football player. Like, what are we doing for, you know, our moral life? That's the most important thing because, you know, our bodies will go away, but our souls are meant for heaven and eternity. So we have to think along those lines more. Uh, Jerry Rice was phenomenal. And he reminds us, you have to commit yourself to the immediate individual steps each day that lead to the goal. But, you know, Great. another another prominent example of commitment is Mother Dolores Hart. You know her. She wrote in her book that she was offered one of the biggest contracts in Hollywood for a woman at the time. And people would ask her, how could you leave such a promising career in Hollywood? Elvis Presley, all the glamour right. for a life in a convent. And she said, you first need to understand what the word vocation means to answer that. When you believe that you are called, then making a, that commitment is a response of the heart. And even with that, she said she cried herself to sleep for the first three months of her journey and had to persevere through that doubt and worry and sadness. But because she had said yes and made her commitment, she was able to push through and, of course, and achieve great peace and joy in her life. Yeah, it's like the pearl of great price. You know, when you buy something cheap and it breaks, you don't remember the cheap price. You just remember the fact that you hate that this thing doesn't work. If you pay a price for something of value, you enjoy it and you forget the price. Yeah, yeah. And again, back to that day-to-day thing. When I was first asked the question, you know, uh, I said, how do you become a deacon? And someone said to me, "It's a well, it's a four-and-a-half-year program. My first response was, and I'm in my 60s at this point. Right. Hey, that's a big commitment, you know, of what? Of time and energy and effort, including daily prayer and weekly classes and written papers and pastoral volunteer work with the poor. Uh, so you say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this commitment because I'm called. I have a vocation. And then you start the process. But you don't do everything with a singular goal, ordination in mind. But you commit yourself to the work each day. You know, night prayer tonight, paper tomorrow, nursing home on Saturday. And again, to achieve the desired outcome of ordination, you have to commit to the process every day. Without question. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something we have to realize that we have to do this, okay? We have to realize that we are the problem. You know, it, it's not it's not our wife, it's not our husband, it, it's it, it's not the priest, it's not our boss. We have to come to grips with the fact that we have to change. How often do we, we wanna ask God for things that we're not willing to pay the price for, right? If, if you want God to know you're hungry, know that somebody else is hungry. You know, if you want mercy, you have to show mercy. So I think that's that's another important yeah. uh, important part of of being committed. The, the commitment is the act of pledging or engaging yourself in something over time. And again, we keep saying you have to commit yourself to the individual steps. But in marriage, you know, we stand up in front of our whole family and all of our friends and we make a pledge, a commitment. I promise to love you and honor you. All right. the days of my life. But those days come one at a time. So you can't hope for a successful marriage down the road. The commitment to kindness and understanding in the marriage has to occur every day. Yeah, just like just like my father used to say, you can't be a sometime player. You have to be an all-the-time player. You, you can't be a sometime husband. You have to be a husband all the time through thick and thin. And through that sacred and matrimony, we're given the graces to help us with that. You know, my two daughters are married and I tell them all the time, you know, it's not the day. It's not the, it's not the wedding day. It's the days after 
Can you repeat? Can you keep doing it? Can you put on a, a smiley face when things aren't going good? Show me somebody who, when the going gets tough, you know, what are they then? Everybody can be great when they're getting their own way, but it's, it's when things don't go your way, do you stick to it? You know, love is in the will. It's not an emotion. And I, and I, I stress that continually uh, with them that, you know, th this is, this is a commitment and it's the same thing, you know, um, like, as I say, with the, with the wife, you, know, you can't be a sometime mother. You have to be an all the time mother and all the time wife. When I think about the time you hit those two foul shots at the end of the game to beat Maria Regina in high uh -huh. school, you were only 15 years old. You could have gotten cocky and said, no, nah, I'm a good foul shooter. I don't have to worry about it. But you started to practice more than that, more after that, right? You became yeah. a good foul shooter through practice. Yeah, no, it's repetition. It's repeating over and over again. You have to also remember, you can't reach, achieve anything great unless God brings it about. He causes it. And I think you always have to, you always have to remember that, you know, nice. it's, it's all from God. That's great. We, now we all have to commit ourselves to attending mass on Sunday. It's not always easy, especially when you have small kids, but let me ask you, how did you push through to committing to daily mass? Well, once again, like the more that you receive the sacraments, the more you go to confession, the more you pray, the more you go to mass, the, 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 the more, the more graces that you receive. And that's, what helps you get to that. Once again, it's, it's not, it's not me. It's all what God has done, you know? And, and I think that that's something that um, we have to also remember, you know, um, you know, you don't think, don't think it's you that that's the thing. It's like the story about the humble monk. He's praying in his cell and, it, and, and, and a, and a diabolical spirit appeared to him as an angel. Right. And he didn't even look up and he, and he, and the, 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 the so-called angel said to him, you're the most holy, prayerful, humble monk. He said, you got the wrong guy. That's two doors down. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, that's why, by the way, uh, you, you talk about trusting in God about all this, but that's why a mission statement, right? A personal mission statement is valuable. It combines, you know, your personal characteristics, the skills and abilities that you have with how you'd like to be thought of with your overview of what a perfect world would be. And then you can commit yourself to it. So like my mission statement would be now at my late stage in life to take the skills and gifts that God has given me to lead people to a life with Christ. So that helps me recognize my own strengths and weaknesses and guide them towards a singular goal. And it fosters a daily commitment when you set your sails and establish your direction. Yep, exactly. You got to stick to the script every day. Well, I'll tell you this, folks, if I waver in my commitment to this podcast, Frank will jump all over me. So I've got to <laughs> I got to concentrate. I love uh, you. Uh, folks, don't forget to like us and follow us on your podcast platform uh, and send us an email at ANY Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. That's ANY Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. I love you, too, Frank. I'll talk to you next time. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. God bless. Deacon.